Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess? I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey, hi. Welcome back. Come on in if you're new. We are going to talk about body hair. (laughs) I don't think I have, um, quote unquote, publicly talked about the body hair thing at all. Um, I've shared sneaky pics of myself with body hair in the last year, but I don't think I've addressed it head on in any way. Um, So we're going to do that now. I just have to say though, okay, so Oh my goodness, I never know where to start. (laughs) Um, I have been growing up my body hair for a little over a year now. And it's been an interesting journey, I will say. But I wanted to say first, 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 the reason that I was prompted to do this. I wanted to talk about it on the podcast for a while, but I had the, the real inspiration to talk about this just today because, uh, (laughs) Sorry, weird details, but um, Nick and I were having a shower together just because it was convenient for us to do it together, not for any weird, you know, or not weird, but like steamy romantic reasons. Um, So we were showering together and he asked me to smell his armpit and see if it was still stinky. And I smelled it and I was like, yep, it's pretty, pretty stinky. So um, we were talking about it and neither of us wears deodorant. I know, again, like, unconventional, right? <laughs> Let's keep this in mind. We we live an unconventional life. So neither of us wear deodorant. And um, I said to him, well, you got to use your fingers and um, sort of scratch around the in the hair and stuff and w- with soap, sort of scratch around there and that'll help relieve some of that odor. And he was like, what? what are you? And so he tried it and it worked and he was so just surprised and like, wow, <laughs> shocked by it. And I, and he was like, I've never, ever heard that before. And I said to him, well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, people don't really have conversations about how to like wash your armpits. <laughs> but, but I said to him, when I started to grow up my body hair, because I don't wear deodorant, um, it will hang on to a little bit of odor. So I, I was trying different ways to sort of get rid of it in the shower. And that's how I found was the best was to just sort of massage it out with the tips of your fingers. Um, Almost like you're just trying to scratch your underarm. But anyway, so that was something that I thought was quite funny that like, he's had body hair for at least 15, 18 years now. And I've had it for a year. And I'm like, apparently the expert on getting the the odor out. Um, Anyway, so I thought that was a bit of a funny story. And then at that moment, I was like, okay, you know what? I got to talk about this on the podcast. I got to share about this. Because um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I don't know, a part of my life, right? Like, it becomes part of your identity. I don't know how many people have actually even noticed that I've grown it out. Um, people have never, nobody has ever, no, actually, one time someone said something to me, my cousin, whom I love, she's awesome and it wasn't like a nasty comment by any means um I had I was on my Instagram stories and I had 
tank top on and so you could kind of see the hair under my arm and she she sort of sent um, sent a message being like oh I'm loving that little hair peeking out or whatever right like something some quip and I was like oh yeah I'm kind of I was still nervous at the time about like officially kind of owning it right and and being more relaxed in my body language when I'm doing something on Instagram stories or wherever um where my arms are like up right where they're over my head or whatever where my armpits are exposed um to be clear too I mean I've grown out all of the hair last year um so I've I've grown out my leg hair I've grown up my my bikini hair all that um last year I did in the summertime um keep the bikini hair kind of trimmed on the side so it wasn't like sticking out of my bathing suits that's something that I haven't quite gotten comfortable with yet is like having the full bushy look and having it exposed out of a bathing suit. I don't know if I can do it yet. <laughs> um, we did, where were we? Oh yeah, well, we went, my mom and I went up to Port Elgin a few weeks ago with the kids for the weekend and there was a swimming pool and stuff there and I did sort of crop it <laughs> a little bit so that my bathing suit, again, it wasn't visible out of outside of it. Um, mostly because I don't want to like, you know, make other people feel very uncomfortable. I feel like a bit of leg hair, a bit of armpit hair is almost sort of acceptable, but like the, the, the pubic hair is still quite taboo. So I'm working towards it. (laughs) But anyway, so I was saying, um, that I, I've grown all of the hair out. I've grown it all out. Um, so, you know, in theory, the, the leg hair is visible when I wear shorts the armpit hair is visible when I'm wearing tank tops or whatever, <clears throat> and the, the, the pubic hair is not necessarily noticeable because, again, I keep it sort of trimmed at the sides. So, like, it's full bush underneath, but anyway, doesn't matter. So what I was going to say back a few a minute ago was that um, I, I think the armpit hair is the most noticeable. Like if I'm out in a boat um, and I have shorts on, my leg hair doesn't grow in super thick or super dark necessarily. So it's perhaps not noticeable unless you're like sitting really close to me or, you know, like you'd have to be pretty close. If I was just on a walk or something, the average person probably wouldn't notice. But the armpit hair is dark enough. And I think we're so used to seeing bare arms on women underarms that it's it seems to me anyway it feels very stark when you look at it you're like oh yes okay that's definitely some hair in there (laughs) so anyway nobody has really said anything to me about it um which is fine I mean I think it's good I I don't know if it's good or not I don't know if people are just like too scared to say something or they don't want to offend or you know like ask questions and stuff but I assume (laughs) that there are questions people are asking about having grown it out. Um, So I kind of wanted to just like preemptively address those things in case you're wondering, in case you have noticed um, and you're curious about it. And also if you are um, a femme of of some variety where you don't feel maybe empowered or like you have the license or the permission to do this kind of thing or you've kind of thought about it but you're not sure, um, I kind of want to have that dialogue too. So Um, I'm going to start with saying that I decided to do this primarily because I want my daughter, especially, but both of my kids 
to understand that you don't have to look a particular way. You don't have to um, do things the same as other people in order to be considered to be a full, complete woman. Um, And, you know, when I started to think about like my daughter at some point wanting to shave her legs or shave her body hair and whatever, um, I wanted her to have at least one person in her life who rejected that idea and fully embraced the idea and the um, just the the ability for women to to grow out their hair and it's not gross and it's not yucky or icky or unfeminine to do it. It's just a choice that we have. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I wanted to sort of be that role model for my daughter, especially, but I do also want my son to know that like women can have body hair um, and it's not a big deal. I think this is still something that people find to be gross. Like I, I think people are still generally like icked by it which is fine. It's just one of those cultural standards that we've we've grown up and been exposed to so many messages that women need to be bare in order to be sexy and attractive. Um, and otherwise, you're, you're crunchy and you're ultra-feminine or feminist or whatever. You know, you're like a man-hater <laughs> if you have body hair. Or you're like a really butch lesbian or something. I don't know. Um, actually, so, so interestingly, I made a TikTok a little while ago that was like this Scottish accent of like, where all the, the, uh, what was it? Oh man. Anyways, the women who, who are not skinny and not fat and, you know, I, I look like I could destroy your village or whatever. And I like did this flex where my arm was over my head. And so you could see I was wearing like a sports run. You could see my my body hair. And I feel like I didn't think about it, but it was totally a low key like lesbian <laughs> thirst trap because I got so many comments from women being like, oh, dang. Or, you know, this one person said like, oh, I'm putting myself into a um, uh, thatched roof trying to look like a village and stuff like it was really funny. But I was like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe I kind of look like like a lesbian when I <laughs> grow out my body hair, probably. And also because I tend to have a body that's a little bit more uh, on the uh, athletic. It's athletic, but it's not lean necessarily. Like last summer, I did quite get quite lean, but but I tend to sit in a place where it's a little bit more curvy, a little thicker, um, which is fine. But I may read a little bit like a lesbian. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Ah, so, yeah, I... Uh, I just feel like this is something that I want to embody. I, I don't want to just talk about how women have liberation. Women can make choices that they want for their own bodies or whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I want to do it. I want to be it. I want to embody that. And I feel like I have so many privileges, you know, like I have skinny privilege. I have white privilege. I would say that I'm fairly attractive. So like, you know, I have in a sense, pretty privilege, I guess, too. Things like that, where I'm like, I can stand to lose a little bit here, right? Like, I I don't need to, to check off all of the boxes of the things that are totally acceptable. I can put myself in a position to, you know, take away a little bit of my, my attractiveness if I want to, because I do think that it makes me 
in the eyes of the world a little less attractive. But that also brings up for me the question of like, do I even care if I'm attractive to the rest of the world? Like my husband loves me and it honestly, it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter what he thinks anyway. Um, I don't need to be attractive for anybody. I'm not on the market to be to be dated. Like it just it doesn't matter. And honestly, even if I were, I feel like I wouldn't go for people who didn't embrace and appreciate that part of me. I would hope that that's what where I would be. Um, that I wouldn't feel like I needed to be crushed by the the expectation that I'm going to be always made up and always bare skinned and have long hair all the time if I didn't want to. Um, so that's the kind of the why. <laughs> um, and I, I also was just curious. I wanted to see how how the world would respond to me and how I would navigate the world with this different sort of part of myself. Um, and I will say, you know, again, last year, I was like a little bit less confident in myself. So I mean, I still wore, I wore shorts a lot. I don't find the leg hair was so much of an issue for me uh, because I feel like it's not as visible. Like when I take, when I have pictures taken of, of me and stuff, I don't, you can't really see it in photos. So I feel like that's what's the, what the world is mostly seeing. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, I didn't feel self-conscious about it as self-conscious. Uh, but I would still wear tank tops and stuff. I was just more conscious of throwing my arms in the air and things like that. And I remember there was a turning point, though. Um, <laughs> this is a, like a weird thing, but I was at the beach the one day with my kids and my sister and her kids. And my mom, I think, was there, too. And I was wearing a bikini, whatever, didn't matter. And we ended up kind of hanging out with this other family. There were two dads and their kids, their daughters. And uh, the one dad was kind of hitting on me. <laughs> he looked like a rugby player. Like, he was actually quite attractive. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So he was, like, not in a creepy, weird way. It was just like he was, he was... Anyway, he was commenting about some things and whatever, because I, I said, you know, like, oh, we were talking about working out because he was quite buff. And he said, oh, yeah, you look like a runner and things like that, that kind of in a way that I was like, OK, I think he's expressing a bit of interest here. But anyway, it didn't matter to me. I still felt like we could have an actual conversation. And if it got because if it gets to the point where like a guy is just kind of talking to you, like in an objectifying way where the whole conversation revolves around like your body or whatever, you know, something kind of sexually related, it can get to the point where you're like, ah, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. I don't want to talk to you, but we moved past it. But I did feel like he was flirting with me anyway. Um, so at first I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then his daughter was doing like, uh, some gymnastic stuff on the sand. So she was jumping around doing handstands and, um, flips and stuff. So I was doing them, I started doing with my, my niece as well. I started doing handstands, I was doing cartwheels and roundoffs. And I was thinking in my head, like, oh, I wonder what this, this dad thinks of my body hair, because <laughs> it's all really very exposed now. You know, like my arms are up for extended periods of time. And I tried to just be as unabashed as I could about it. 
fully being aware that like this was something that I was exposing and it didn't seem to change our interaction whatsoever which did surprise me I honestly felt like I would I wouldn't have been surprised if he had expressed some surprise in that my body looking like that so I was like okay that's interesting I I'm curious about that I never asked him of course anything directly I was just kind of paying attention to if he treated me any differently after that. And he didn't. He was still flirtatious and whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. That's that's pretty good. Um, again, not that it matters necessarily if a guy thinks that I'm attractive, but I did think that it was of interest. And that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like, okay, it actually doesn't matter if anybody else thinks that it's attractive that I've done this and or I've made this decision and at the end of the day again if it did matter I would find the people who didn't care or found it sexy or whatever um, and maybe I feel like in some ways maybe it's built up as being more of a gross thing culturally than it actually is it's possible that that men care less about it than what we perceive the reality to be as women I know that there are men out there for sure who are icked by it um, and outwardly say this, but perhaps it's not as prevalent as what we are led to believe it is, this idea that it's gross to have body hair. Um, yeah, so that was when I really started to be like, okay, I'm good. I don't have to hide myself. I don't need to pretend or like not embrace this because you know like I said part of the, the whole thing was that I wanted my daughter to see me fully embracing myself for who I am um, and accepting my body as as whole and complete without having to make those changes but if I'm reserved and I'm not <clears throat> being my true self in public then that's not really embracing it either right so it took me some time to sort of work up to actually embracing it and I felt like I needed to get there otherwise I had to shave it off because if I can't be my full self then I'm not sending the right message so I kind of got there like I said the the bikini line is still a little bit <laughs> a little bit touchy for me I'm not sure about it I might try it out this summer we'll see how I feel about it um, I'm kind of working up towards it but yeah I just I don't know. I think I expected to get more of a reaction from the world than I did. And I think that's good because if I did get more of a reaction, it probably made me feel more uncomfortable than I do. And so I, I feel pretty good about it at this point. Um, I mean, so I did say that like my armpit hair comes in a lot thicker and stuff and it's more noticeable, but even still, it's actually still quite thin and not <clears throat> really heavy or anything. So there's that it's, it's, um, on the scale of like how much hair and how thick and coarse it dark it is, it's it's pretty like low. <laughs> so it's all good. Um, the other thing that I think people probably wonder about is Nick's feeling on it and how that sort of played out. And so the thing is that I didn't tell Nick that I was going to do this at all. I just stopped shaving and he didn't say anything at all. And eventually, like months and months and months after I started growing it out, I said to him, I go, what do you, do you have feelings about this? Like, is there, like, do you, can you tell me, share with me if you feel something? And he said, yeah, I'm getting used to it. At first I was 
a little unsure, but it's fine. And and he said like something like, it's your body, you can do what you want. And I was like, good, good. <laughs> That's a good response in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it's not something that, like it's a pretty big change. It's not something that um, you would ex- never, he would have expected necessarily. I didn't warn him in any way that that was going to happen. And, and again, because of this sort of cultural narrative that like girls are supposed to shave, they're supposed to be clean and all of that. Um, that's something that he would have to reconcile too. Um, but you know, he tends to be kind of like, doesn't care about the same stuff that a lot of guys do. Um, and, and that a lot of things that girls are told that guys care about, like he hates painted nails and he hates makeup and, uh, he hates colored hair and stuff like that. He just, he, he prefers what you would call a quote unquote natural look, whatever you, however you want to define that. In my view, that means like not really modifying your body in any way or your face. So he doesn't like when I dye my hair. Um, and I mean, I actually don't like dyeing my hair anymore. I used to dye it a lot and I haven't dyed it now for years and years. And I don't know if I ever will. This is a whole other thing too. I'm trying to embrace, uh, the natural aging process and embrace as many parts of myself that are naturally occurring as possible. So I don't wear a lot of makeup anymore. I do wear like mascara and I do my eyebrows and occasionally I'll put on like a proper face of makeup, but I don't do a lot. And like I said, I don't dye my hair. I have committed myself to not doing any medical procedures to my face or body um I feel like again I want to embody for my kids someone who can fully embrace the human experience and part of the human experience is aging and again despite the fact that as women we're 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 told that we're supposed to look a particular way We have to try to fight it. We have to um, do what we can to reverse it if it happens. I don't think I want to get on board with that. And it's not saying that I don't take care of myself. I do. I have, especially in the last year, started a fairly solid, like, face skincare routine and regimen. And obviously, I drink lots of water and I get exercise and all those things to help me stay healthy. Um, and the fact that my skin is quite oily, apparently it helps you age slower. So I'm like, I'm not complaining about that, (laughs) but I'm not going to do things like getting Botox or ever anything like a facelift or anything like that. And it's not that I think that there's anything wrong with those things. Inherently, I don't think there's anything wrong with them, but I do get this feeling sometimes, especially in the age of social media, where not everyone shares about doing these things. And even people who do, I don't know, it just sometimes feels like we're, we're still trying to uphold and meet a standard that is so unattainable that it can break people. And I don't want to feel broken. I want to feel whole and complete just as I am. So I've gone on a tangent now, (laughs) but this is all part of that mentality for me of like, I just want to be myself. Um, 
Mm, So if I start getting gray hair, I am going to resist the temptation to dye it out um, and just just let it run its course, however it's going to go. I have a friend right now who's doing this. She has uh, beautiful hair. She's, she's half Japanese, so she has very uh, dark, straight Asian hair, um, but she's getting gray hair, and I keep saying to her, like, it looks so good with the salt and pepper gray and black hair. Like, I think she looks so good, but she's self-conscious about it because a lot of us are about these things. Like, it's just something that we're told constantly we should be trying to change. We should try to avoid it. It makes us look old and blah, blah, blah. But but I think there's a certain beauty to all of it that I really appreciate. I've grown to appreciate. Um, so this is why Nick and I are a good match because I feel like if <laughs> if I were the type where I was insistent on wearing a lot of makeup and dyeing my hair because I think that that's fine. I think every woman should do what they want to do with themselves. But he would struggle with it more because he doesn't. He just he, he's like, oh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> you look better without it. You know that's his his mentality. So we we are pretty compatible in that sense. Um, I've been happy to sort of not do those things over the years. But so the body hair was part of that, where it was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go like totally au naturel. Then let's let's take this to its logical extreme. <laughs> and uh and grow it all out and yeah it's been it's been interesting I think I don't know um but yeah his his feelings on it he's he's fine like it's it hasn't affected our sex life in any way it hasn't affected our relationship in any way like it's just it's a part of who I am now and he's okay with that I think that speaks to him being like a strong in his ability to reconcile those things as well. Um, So kudos to him for that. Again, not a lot of men would be able to take it in stride so easily, I think. And it's not a a fault to them. I think they're given the same messages that we are, that it's not acceptable, that it's icky, and that it should be avoided. So I understand why certain men respond in a way that's like not great (laughs) when their partners make the choice to do this. Because I think that's honestly a lot of women don't do this because they feel like their partner is going to leave them or tell them that they're gross or ugly or that they don't want to have sex with them anymore. And it's possible. It's actually possible that that could happen. Um, And so you make the choice of whether or not the relationship and that person that you're with is worth giving up this level of freedom that that you theoretically should have with your body but we don't, um, or if maybe that ends up turning into a deal breaker for you. I mean, it doesn't matter either way. You make the choice, right? Um, and there's no judgment attached to any of that because we live in an, in an age where men are still indoctrinated into a culture where they're led to believe that this is something that, that women shouldn't do, that it's unnatural, which is so mind-boggling to me <laughs> that that it, there's a perception that it's unnatural for women to have body hair because obviously the most natural thing is the thing that your body does on its own. (laughs) Um, But anyway, again, there's no judgment towards the men who feel like that because that's the, the indoctrination that they've had. And the women, I mean, I know other women influencers and stuff on social media who are like, oh yeah, I could never grow it out. Like they're very much female empowerment, but they can't see it or they don't 
like it. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to do everything everyone else does. The whole point is that we get to choose for ourselves. We get to make our own choices and do the things that work best for us without restriction, without feeling like there's some kind of cultural standard or social standard that we have to be meeting. So um, I would say if you're thinking about this and it's something that is on your mind and on your heart and you want to do it but you're scared, I would maybe open a conversation with your partner or do it like I did and don't say anything at all and wait to see if they say something and then have a conversation. Like I, I honestly felt like Nick would have said something, but he never did. And I was grateful for that. Um, but then I was curious to know what his thoughts were. So y- you just have to be maybe delicate with it. I feel like, I feel like sometimes we get this sense of we want to be empowered women and we have to be bullheaded about it. But I don't think you have to be bullheaded. I think you can do it with a balance of delicacy and a balance of empathy, understanding that somebody else's perspective matters and that it may not be favorable. It may not be what you want it to be, but it is theirs. And you can either work with them on it or you can be the bullheaded, stubborn, whomever, and uh, end up you know, either losing that person or damaging a relationship in a way. Um, so approaching it from that perspective of, of being empathetic and understanding that that's how they feel um, and that it's not, it's not, they're not trying to be malicious or controlling. Um, it's just what's been naturalized for them and for many of us. Um, yeah, so I am feeling surprisingly empowered. I feel like it's, 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 yeah, surprisingly, I'm, I'm feeling very empowered with my decision. Um, I feel like, again, people probably have lots of questions, but nobody is bold enough to ask them. <laughs> so hopefully, if you do have questions and you have been listening to this podcast, maybe it's it's answered some of them for you. <laughs> um, if you have other questions that I haven't really, or like t- parts of this I haven't touched on, please feel free to message me um, on Instagram or email me at archykate, uh, A-R-C-H-Y-K-A-I-T at gmail.com. And let me know um, if you have feelings about your own experience or your own situation. Share those too. Uh, yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm I'm going to keep doing it. Like I I feel really confident in in how things have gone. Um I feel like I'm now I'm doing this quite a bit before my at least I think anyway before my daughter will start to express an interest in um ridding her body hair and whatnot. So it's giving me time to really think about that conversation and think about um my place and reconcile all the things that I'm uncomfortable about not all of them but many of them and uh so it's it's been good I I highly recommend giving it a go if you would like to um and uh yeah otherwise I'm gonna leave it there for this week and I yeah I hope that you have enjoyed Again, I hope maybe I've answered some of your questions if you have them and maybe shed some new light on this topic or offered a different perspective. And that's all I've got. So thank you for joining me. As always, you can reach me um, via Instagram, 
email, through my website, all that stuff is in the show notes. If you enjoy this episode, then feel free to give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode and other ones and you want to be able to have access to the podcast as soon as it comes out, you can subscribe and um, you can leave a review. You can comment on my Instagram posts. That's all good. Otherwise, um, thank you for joining me and I will see you in the next one.